Hey guys, need to call a quick timeout here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. An all-new mailbag series debuts later this month on ad-free shows as we pick the brain of a man who has spent 40-plus years in the wrestling business. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick answers your questions. And Kurt Angle. We get a beer on it. Or me on no, no, no. It ended up being my own blood. Austin had, <laughs> had, had the title. It had the jagged edges on it, right? And it had a deal where, where uh, uh, Angle pulled me in and I took the belt shot. A little bonus content comes your way, courtesy of the Kurt Angle Show. A dream match became a reality back in 2016 as Kurt Angle squared off against Cody Rhodes on the Independent. For the first time, Kurt watches back his match against the American Nightmare. This kid's really talented. He's selling the ankle here on the leapfrog, went down on it awkwardly. He's outside the ring talking to the referee. This is, like you said, all part of the match plan. Hey, start to show that weakness in the ankle. Yeah, yeah, this was uh, his idea to make it look like he hurt his ankle so that when he did lose, (laughs) he had something to gripe about. Ad-free show members have chatted one-on-one with AEW stars like Eddie Kingston, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, and many more, including a recent live interactive session with Renee Paquette. He still continues to do that. He's on commentary in AEW. Um, So I think it was cool for him to kind of put on that analyst hat and get to kind of test out those waters a little bit. But end of the day, it was a thing that I think made him feel like, you know what, wrestling can be okay again. I can have fun in the wrestling space again. And and now we have CM Punk Wrestling. So you're welcome. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Amazes me how much I sound like that guy from TV. It pops every time. Yeah, it man. pops me every time. It's, it's crazy. It's uncanny. Kind of like you is. versus Billy Gunn. Undefeated. 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 Yeah, Billy's good. You know what I mean? He's a good, good little hand. Um, but he's <laughs> he's not. He's not he can't compete with me. I mean, that's a that's apparent. You can look at that's a those are facts. You can look at a law a logbook <laughs> of some sort where where they where they document the the winners and losers of. We can find it. The nerds got that somewhere. We can find it. <laughs> oh, it's there. Yeah, it it's there. there. I can assure you he's never beat me. He probably did beat <laughs> me as uh, when he was Rockabilly and I was the real Double J. He probably Ooh. beat me sometime on a, like a live event in Peoria, Illinois. Um, <laughs> I was under the weather. I was sick. Um, hey, but I'm excited about today. I'm excited about today because uh, we don't have a whole lot of guests on here. Um oh. But we got one on here today. What do you want to say about him? Look. Because he can uh, probably hear you. As a, can he? I'm, I'll I'm change not sure. it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, as a fan, 
Uh, one of my faves. Uh, of course, I was a WCW mark for a long time. And so, man. What kind of mark are you now? Uh, a road dog just, mark. Just a Oh. Yeah. Thank, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Your flattery will get you everywhere, sir. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> this is uh, one of the staples, my friend, uh, of the best era of wrestling, in my opinion. And we are excited. I can't wait. I'm just a fly on the wall. I feel like you guys are going to share stories galore. Yep. And we got some positive news that you guys can uh, relate to uh, in your life. Uh, so we'll get to that as well. So without further ado. I, I have no idea what you're talking about there. So if you spring something on me about I got another kid or something, <laughs> then we are, you know, me and you are done. I heard maybe he owns goats too. And maybe they just had babies. <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. Uh, let's get him from backstage, ladies and gentlemen. Buff the stuff Bagwell. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that cool background he's got. Buff, you're like top notch at this. I just put I'm like some pictures Batman. of him. You are like in the and you're in the bat layer right now. That's awesome, man. Oh, we gotta step our game up. Look we how do. good it looks. We do. You have like pictures of the ultimate warrior behind you, and he's got a Degum stripper pole back there. He's in like, a what castle. is he where's he at? He's in a castle. Hey Buff, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic, bro. Uh just uh, a little over five months sober, man, wow. and truly didn't know. Dude. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I truly, Brian, I, I didn't know <laughs> that I could do that. <laughs> I, I didn't man, know that was a possible. I, I didn't know it was a thing of actually being sober. And so it's been a, it's been really eye opening for me. But at the same time, it's been it's been so uh, relieving. Yeah. I I'm free. I'm free now, man. Amen. I mean, free from doctors and making sure I had enough pills to get through to the pharmacy and, and make Count sure them. the 30, just the counting and, oh, I'm just free, man. It got to be manual labor, didn't it? <laughs> Dude, it's, 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 just, it's just what happens with the addiction, but it really is. You look back at it and you just don't really realize how much of our lives and time was just en engulfed into that. Yeah. Yeah. The trick is uh, not dwelling on that because all, so much of my life, I feel like I threw away, you know what I mean? Uh, due to the mind altering substances, but I, I can't do anything about it. So, so acceptance, right? I got to accept that I'm here. I am. And I did all of those things that we talked yep. about that we're going to talk about here in a minute. <laughs> Here in a minute. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, acceptance, I got a, and, and perspective, here's where I'm at and, 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 and where I'm at ain't so bad. You know what I mean? No. But I, I'm so glad that you said, I didn't know, because that's what I, I've been saying uh, since, since I got sober is I didn't know this kind of life was available for me. I just thought it was a handful of pills until I didn't wake up no more. And that was life. And I did all right. You know what I mean? Like it was, that's pathetic, but, but, but it's awesome. I don't want to go down, go down too dark a macabre path, but, but, uh, talk about what you've been doing for, for the past five months. Um, exactly how it came down was, um, I had a car wreck in 2020 and, uh, it was a really bad car wreck. I went in and, uh, ran through a building and, uh, right behind the cover of the mall in Marietta, Georgia here. And, uh, 
uh, it was a really bad car wreck to where usually, you know, like we do, we, we usually come out of them unscathed. This one, this one left a mark and it was a big one. It was, uh, uh, I, my right patellar tendon on my right knee, it exploded in the car accident, which led to a, um, a surgery back in August of 2020. And, um, that, uh, from there, they tried to rebuild my patellar tendon with um, a gastrocnemius flap. It's a big, long word, ends with flap, and which basically means they bring your calf muscle up to your knee and they rebuild your patellar tendon. Um, and I was, I was doing, I was in a good spot when that happened, and really thought I could, you know, fix this. It was during COVID, and I even tried to make that a positive thing, thinking, okay. COVID's happening right now, man. So let me get everything back where it needs to be. And then when COVID's over, hell, I'll be ready to go. So I took it on, ready to go with it. We had the surgery during COVID and all that. So physical therapy and all of that was during COVID. So getting good PT and physical therapy on my knee wasn't as good as it could be if it wasn't for COVID because with COVID, things slowed down and the mask was going on and appointments were canceling. So truly what happened out of it was I wasn't doing the right physical therapy. Along with not doing the right physical therapy, the actual surgery just didn't go well and I got staff out of it. After I got staff, I went to the hospital for seven weeks. (laughs) In that seven weeks, I had 21 knee surgeries. 21 knee surgeries, which is every third day, they went in and did what's called a washout. And that was called a surgery. And if by God, if they're going to call it a surgery, I'm going to call it a surgery. (laughs) So 21 surgeries later, I step out thinking, okay, let's get to work now. We still can do this and get back where I'm okay. And it just wouldn't get better. It just wouldn't get better. And then these two more wounds happened on my leg, which was now a total of four wounds on my injury from the injury and they just kept getting worse and then i couldn't get i just couldn't get no answers no doctors wanted to see me until the wounds were healed and normally mark bagwell can he hurts it but then i fix it and for all of a sudden i wasn't able to fix it this time and i was like what is going on so when i can't fix it that's not good and that enters self-medication and so that enters pills and alcohol and trying to fill it up with other things besides uh, good things. I was filling it up with anything that it would take. And by doing that, it just set me back so far that Dallas and everybody else started noticing that my knee wasn't getting better and I was getting worse. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to, you know, fly to town somewhere doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. And, uh, Dallas had a meeting at his house. I was supposed to meet with Jonna, my niece, and Steve Yu. And I show up, and they kind of, it was a, kind of an intervention kind of setup, you know, kind of thing. And I yeah. didn't know what was coming at me. And I think they thought I was probably going to fight them on it, you know, like, <laughs> and I was, I, I was listening, you know, then I was denying things, of course, denial, lying, and all that. And, and finally, they were, Dallas comes over, grabs my phone. He goes, the phone's gone, bro. And, uh, you got to go to rehab. You're leaving right this second. And if you don't go for 90 days, you're you're out. You're out of Jonna's life. You're out of my life. You're cut off from everybody. Uh, your your name will be horrible. And you know, out of when this happened, we'd already shot. You know, just you know, change or die. We had shot the beginning of the change or die docu series. Yeah. 
And I was doing pretty good in that. And then at, when that kind of kept going is when I relapsed during change or die. Yeah. And then when that when the relapse happened, then that's when the intervention part happened. And they said, look, you got to go to you got to go to rehab now. Yeah. So I go to Black Bear Recovery in North Georgia Mountains for 30 days. I finished that treatment center. And after about a week of that, I was I was in. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm in, man. I'm in for yeah. the I'm in to check it out and see what's up. And pretty quick, man, I was able to sleep when I didn't think I could ever sleep without a Xanax or I needed (laughs) some kind of medication to sleep. I didn't. It was just a story you tell yourself, like Dallas always says. And and it's the truth. It's a story we've always told ourselves that we make it make sense. Like, I need drugs to go to work. That's what fear is, too, right? (laughs) It's the story you tell yourself. We make that up, too. We make it up in our own head. Uh, I'm and, sorry, and, and, and eventually, ahead, and eventually you believe it. Yeah, for sure. You believe it. And uh, so, you know, that's what I do. And that's what I was doing. And then finally, I did find something I could do. And it was the recovery. And out of recovery, they the biggest thing with recovery is to really do something with your aftercare. After that 30 days, where the number goes up of successful is huge if you continue your aftercare after 30 days. Everybody yeah. thinks 30 days and I'm good. And I've yeah. done that before and it, it you're not good. Yeah. Um, and I continued it on with my rehab with aftercare in a place called Tangu in Marietta. And so I graduated that on uh, January 13th and I'm continuing now. There's my graduation. Yeah. Fantastic. Yay. And uh, so continue, continuing from there. Um, you know, five months sober and uh, just sleeping good, feeling great. I Something that happened yesterday seems like it was a week ago because I got so much more time on my hands. Yeah. When you're sober all day long, man, that's it's crazy how much more you get done. <laughs> how much you can get done, right? And I've just... It's unbelievable. I, I feel like I'm just now learning to compartmentalize and, and put place one task in front of the other. And, and look, I still mess up. I still... Uh, uh, lose my cool sometimes I still you know the biggest thing for me is to make amends for that and clean up my side of the street and move forward try to try not to do the same thing again but I don't know man it's really great great to hear your voice and hear in you like I, I don't know about you but I went to rehab a bunch of times and it, it was never the right time when it was the right time I didn't want to live like I was living anymore and it's not like yes. I wanted to die I just didn't want to live like I was living anymore and obviously that's my way my thinking got me there you know so I was ready to listen to someone else now look I'm not gonna lie to you I threw Xanax out in the in the parking lot of the rehab center and three days later I was out there looking for him uh, but, but but yeah look moving rocks around trying to find them but but look that was the beginning of me just like you said it, it kind of hits it was like okay maybe I maybe I am the problem you know what I mean that's that's when I learned that uh, and then also when you Stop caring what people think about you. You know what I mean? That's a huge weight off your shoulders, too. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Look, if there's anybody that knows anything about manscaping, it's our buddy Buff Bagwell here. But... 
If manscaping is not what you are familiar with, you need to jump in the game. It's 2023. What are you waiting for, gentlemen? Manscaped is here for you. And I don't know if you've been watching the YouTube version of this show, but if you can, you can see how good looking me and dog are. And that's because breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming and the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using D-O-G-G for 20% off and free shipping. You're going to be looking right. You don't even need to call your mom in there to Manscaped for you. Now you've got it all at your fingertips. It's time to tame your mane. Worst thing I do is look in the YouTube when I we're about to record and I see a little weird beard looking all weird and dry and scruffly. So it's time to say goodbye to all of your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. The Pro Kit doesn't end there with the with just a regular razor. They've got it all. The blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Plus, they've got the four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there is the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember, all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head, and that's why this kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. That's right. I use that beard health. uh, I use that um, conditioner. Boom, you just rub it on your hands, rub it in the beard, leave it on, and literally as the day goes by, your beard looks better. My wife immediately noticed the difference when I started using Manscaped's new beard conditioner. Plus, they've got the beard oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. No, the oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. And to cap it all off, the kit, the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts. That's right, we are hooking you up, dog listeners. Three free gifts, a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Plus, you're going to get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. 20% off and free shipping with code D-O-G-G at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DOG. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. But, but yeah, you sound so great. So what do you what do you want to do? You're five months sober. You're talking about aftercare. What what? And I don't mean to stay on, on uh, recovery or you know, forward slash sobriety, but I'm interested in, in what you, what you're doing. You know what I mean? What you, yeah. do, do you do? Uh, do you have a regiment? You have a schedule every day. How do you do it? What, what I do is, is uh, when I get up every morning, when I get up, you know, I take about 15 minutes just to, just to have a sit down period of time where I look at my, my Bible. I, I, I pray uh, for the first 30 minutes of the morning. I have coffee and I, I pray. I talk to God about what my day is ahead of me 
And the one thing I did learn in rehab at Black Bear, they, had, they gave me so many great tools. And one of the tools was just for today, Amen. just for today. So I look at every morning just for today. Today, I had to be here at 5.30 to do a, a podcast with Road Dog. And that's how you look at it. You look at it just for the day. And before you know it, it's been five months. But going back just to today, I line my day up from that. When you get up in the morning and you start off your morning like that, you're putting on a shield. You're putting on your bulletproof vest. That I, that's how I feel, that you're getting ready for that day. No matter what that yep. day comes at you out of that day, you're ready to face it because now you've got your day ready. You've got your mindset on and you're ready to face whatever comes at you with the tools you've been given. And my yeah. tools I've been given are things like breathing. <laughs> breathing for yeah. everybody. We've always heard, take a breath. But nobody really knows what take a breath really means. Yeah, it doesn't and make sense. Really knows like breathing. Really I'm happened. breathing now. <laughs> right. Think about, you don't ever put your mind on breathing, but if you do and you make it a mindful thought, breathing is absolutely un amazing, right? Yeah. We've got to have oxygen and we've got to breathe. <laughs> but if you put your mind on it, it relieves stress and anxiety medically. That's a medical yeah, that's way a that it does. And it's instantly going to make you go from here to here. Yeah. And it just makes yeah. you be present. You know what I mean? That's you the are, thing is just I'm just right here right now. And, and, and man, I, I got to be honest with you, Buff. I don't know. Uh, you know, I got kids, man, and I got grandkids, and I missed a lot of my children's lives because I, when I was home, I wasn't present. I was, I was, my mind was altered, and it's, it's not fair to them. Um, and look, I can cry over that too, or I can make a joke and keep continue on and, and, and remember that was then. I know right. what I got to do today to never go back there again. And I'm willing to do that today. You know what I mean? You, you mentioned that getting, getting on your knees and just getting my head right in the morning. Um, I started listening to some guided meditation uh, on, on an app called Headspace. And look, it's hard to sit there for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And, 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 and focus on something without my mind going in a hundred different directions. So it's, it's a, it's a struggle, but I always say it's a struggle worth having. It's a struggle worth, worth going through, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just giddy because no, you're, you're so. You're, <laughs> you're exactly right. And, we, we, and like with praying or talking to God, for example, I, I know everybody can relate to this. And that is you, you start saying a prayer in the bed and, and you, kind of, you kind of get lost and you go, it goes to your, your mind starts racing and you just kind of forget and you, and one of the keys that I learned is I get out of the bed and I go to my knees on the side of the bed. And by doing that, it just, it just dials you in a little more on really what you're trying to do, man. The idea is we should be faithful enough and grateful in our lives to have, to be able to give the day we're having to give God just a few minutes of your time <laughs> to touch base with him. And so little a time we do that. And it's yeah. rare that people give him a few minutes, man, but he gives us 24 seven. So the least we can do is give him some love in the beginning of my day to start my day out. And that just means so much to me. And it also just gets your mind ready for the day. So along with that, man, I tackle my day. I go after it one thing at a time and I don't get overwhelmed. Amen. That's another big trigger is getting overwhelmed. You start looking at 
I'm, a, I'm very OCD and I yep. look at my notes. I keep notes and my schedule of what I got going on. And I got a calendar and you've got to realize the balance of those two. You've got to realize that you can't do all this over here and, and, and without it being balanced of, you know, it's time to go to lunch, Mark. You got to eat, you know, well, I got these things to do. You know, you don't, you got to, you got to balance it, man. So balance was the word I got given to me getting out of uh, black bear recovery. And it's such a great word and everybody can relate to balancing things. Balance is the difference of me being at WCW and not still being with the WWE because of balance. If I would knew, if I knew how to balance things better, you can balance from being Buff Bagwell to Marcus Alexander Bagwell yeah. and finding the balance of life and wrestling and making it successful like Dallas did and like Triple H did and like, like you've done. You balanced your life off to where, look at you, you're right back in that seat again. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I yeah. talked about this before, which is, you know, the balance of it is, is making sure that you're, you know, you don't put too much on you, man. You got to balance it. And balance to me is such a key word. Yeah, it, look, it is. It's a, and, and it's, to me, it's, to, and I think straight people, and when I say straight people, I mean not drug addicts. Uh, <laughs> um, I think they have it. And, and it's not something that they have to strive for or they have to work for. But, but, and God bless them for it. You know what I mean? But I don't have that. I, I got a built-in forgetter. I got a, 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 my first thought is 99% of the time wrong. You know what I mean? So I have to say like, oh God, that's how I want to react to that. Uh, that's not good. You know what I mean? And I can have that pause when agitated. I, I'm not perfect at this. I'm getting better, but it's, it man, like I said earlier, they taught, they, some, I was doing it wrong. Whatever life is, I was doing it wrong. And, and somebody just told me a different way to do it. And I never realized that that was, that was an option. And look, I think I'm going through that. We're all going through COVID. We went through COVID where all the world changed during COVID. Like uh, we, and nobody, nobody warned me about it. Uh, so, so, so we're all figuring it out. And so balance is very hard to find right now. And, yes. and Buff, if you have it right now, man, holy mackerel, we're, we're, the, we're the battles halfway won, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, and, and also that it also comes with addiction comes, comes being a follower. And being a follower when I was raised and the family I was raised in, being a follower, man, that was a bad thing. Uh, you wanted to be a leader. We were, I was a leader. The Bagels were taught we were leaders. Yeah. And so with the, when, I, when I started having to follow to be successful in sobriety and recovery, it, it became, I thought I was being a loser. But yeah. really, nobody's figured out the addiction thing. So I've gotten very successful in being a follower. Seeing what <laughs> yeah. Jake has done, seeing what Road Dog has done in his life, seeing what other guys have done to be successful with your Dallas Pages, your Steve Hughes, you surround your people with with what you want to be. You look yeah. you look around your friends, and I'll show you your future. Yeah, yeah, that's you, know? you right? and it's the truth. Yeah. and it's kind of like you are what you eat. You know, people people take that saying and kind of kind of blow it off, but man, you are exactly what you eat yeah and, and i if found you need out a bottle today, of pill, if you need a bottle today, of pills i have gout yeah so, <laughs> so, you need a bottle so of apparently pills today, then you are a bottle of pills yes and that's what i was for a long time you and i both i was saying yes. i got i had gout i got told i had gout today and i was like what is it <laughs> i thought he said you have clout and i was like yeah i got some i'm a million miler on delta like i don't know what you're talking about and he was like no you have gout and it's so it's 
and I said, why, why, what is that? And he was like, ah, it's is just it in little, your big toe? <laughs> yeah, it's in my big toes and oh. my, uh, yeah, do you have it too? No, but the reason I know about that is my father had that, and you know it's a rich man's disease. <laughs> I did not know that part. It's a king. Um, it's a king. It's a king's thing. And apparently. my dad fancied himself on being a king, being a <laughs> so, rich, powerful man. So it's supposedly a red meat and red wine that, thing. That's, that's a yeah, king's. That's the truth. It's a king's deal. So yeah, because you eat good steak, good red meat. Um, and and he said actually, uh, the 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 rheumatologist said. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, organ meat or something like, like gizzards and all that. And I was like, God Almighty, that sounds disgusting. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So I, I'm I'm like, oh great, I got that, and I got so. But yeah, it's it's in your big toe. That's so weird when you get something, you learn so much about it. Um, but yeah, so so Casio, hop in here, ask something. Well, look, I, I was <laughs> excited to see y'all's face light up as soon as y'all sat down and saw each other in the camera buff. Uh, sometimes. A partner here, Road Dog, has a little trouble remembering some details throughout the history. So, well, uh, what's your earliest memory of meeting Dog throughout the years? You know, uh, Road Dog was always he was really getting very popular with um, uh, with WWE or WWF. Let's call it like it is. It was the yep. WWF, and we were WCW. And you know, I was with Brad at WCW, Brad Armstrong, and then I knew Bob and. Bob goes back with, with my dad, you know, um, back in Marietta, Georgia with Pep James and, you know, and Steve Bagwell, you know, running Marietta, you know, and fighting and, you know, car, you know, drive-throughs and, you know, and car, you know, the Tubby's drive-throughs and all that stuff, man. So it was Marietta and it was fighting and gangs and all that stuff. So when I got into pro wrestling, you know, dad knew Pep James, which is Bob Armstrong. And that was a huge deal. And then Brad being at WCW, well, I knew about Brian, and I knew those guys. They went, y'all went to Wheeler, and we were Sprayberry. Yeah, we were both Cobb County schools, but I never really had met Brian. And I guess the first time I met Brian would have been in the Independence, like, and in, I think in a town it was Mobile, Alabama. I'm pretty sure with uh, Dwayne Henderson. Oh and my! We word. were down there, and uh, and we—that's the first time I ever meeting him. But as soon as we met, it was like a match with gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and you don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> no, sir. If there is a good way to mean that, you you don't mean that. <laughs> you know what I but remember? Instant, I, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. Instant, but instant love, instant. Uh, I mean, just an instant click of friendship that was off the chart, man. It was something special we had. I had a ton of heat, and and Road Dog didn't. But Road Dog instantly saw into into Mark Bagwell. He saw Mark Bagwell. And I got I got away with a lot of my heat because at WCW, all the guys knew Mark Bagwell. Yeah. So it was okay. It was like, oh, that's what Mark said. He's it's okay. And then all of a sudden, when it's WWF guys that never knew Mark, it was like, what the hell did he say? You know? And it yeah. was it was taken much differently. But Brian always overlooked that and looked at looked at it for what it was. And that was and I was right in front of him. And yeah. so he looked at that. He looked at it that way, and we got along so good because of that. I, yeah, I feel like I was looking in a mirror. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're from Georgia. You're you're a drug addict. You're you're you're, you're a body guy. I mean, of course, I was always a body guy in my career. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, maybe you've got that Buff Bagwell top hat, let's just say, and it doesn't rise to the occasion. Doesn't sit a little as high as it used to, gentlemen. Well, now is the time to call our friends Blue Chew. That's right. Blue Chew offers you the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis and Levitra for a fraction of the price and in a chewable form. They're prescribed online and shipped right to your front door. You can cancel anytime. No gimmicks, no lock-ins. Blue Chew makes getting the treatment you need affordable and discreet. No more waiting rooms. No more time-consuming doctors in-person visits. No more judgment. Quality patient care and prescription tablets, monthly refills, and medical support all available at BlueChew.com. If the pills haven't worked for you, BlueChew has options for you. That's right. They deliver that confidence straight to your front door. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Those impressions come from BlueChew.com. If you can benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we've got a special deal for our dog listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code D-O-G-G at checkout. You pay just $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code DOG, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, but, but yeah, so what, what's, what was not to, to love? You know what I mean? Like, I, so, so we told a, I told a story earlier today talking to a buddy of mine about uh, we went over to, I think it was Australia. You and I and Stevie Ray went to Australia for the WWA. And when we went oh, flew overseas, they wheeled you onto the airplane in a wheelchair. And when we landed back from, from that, they wheeled me off the airplane in a wheelchair. <laughs> and it, it was just like, uh, yeah, what, what in the world? And, and so I remember thinking, because we were in Australia when 9-11 hit. You remember that? I remember it vividly. <laughs> do you remember is the no, question? No, I do remember. I do remember going. Yeah, because you you were the man that you were. I was definitely looking for your room. Uh, as soon as I found out we were stuck, I was like, "Where's what? Marcus Bagwell? What room is he in? I think he's dying. I need to get in there." <laughs> yeah. Well, we, went, we had gone. We had gone out, and we had uh, we, was, we knew that the nine eleven happened. Excuse me, I'm sorry, 9-11 had not happened. Yeah. We were going home the next day, and we're all excited. We're, we're, we go out to a, we went to a, a club a, uh, uh, where some, some dancing poles were at. Uh, we went it's to a like club the one like he's that, in, like, like the one you're yeah. in right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Matter of fact, it was here. <laughs> so we're, going, we're flying home the next day, and we're excited and everything. And uh, we come back, me, Stevie Ray, and Brian, we get back to my room, and we walk in. And as soon as we walk in, man, it's going on. 9-11 is happening in the United States at that time. We literally are sitting there like some people were doing in the States. We're sitting there, and I don't know exactly the time change, but it was around midnight there, I think a different day, but it was the morning (laughs) of here going on in the States. And it was we were watching the plane come out of the background going, what is that plane over there doing? And then it flew right into the building, oh, like, so, like people saw here, and we're we're like freaking out. What's going on? And and the next day, with, you know, with what happened, you know, we knew we were going to be. We thought we were going to be in Australia the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, we didn't know. So we, we thought for sure we were not ever going home probably. And then I don't know if Brian remembers this or not, but the prime minister of Australia was in the United States. So it was a big deal in Australia as well, because he had to get home to back to, back to Australia. And that was, so it made it a big deal yeah. while we were there on getting the prime minister back to Australia and everything. So he actually flew home on air force one and all that stuff. I remember seeing that, wow. but we really thought we were going to be there for, for, for months. And we, so we, we thought, what are we going to do? And of course I was out of medication and you're talking about detox without withdrawals and coming off the kind of medications we were on. And it was going to be real ugly, yeah. real fast. And they tried to give us some help and had a doctor and that was trying to help us, but there was no help in the kind of numbers that we were swallowing and it was going to be <laughs> yeah. a real dangerous situation. And, and it just ended up finally, I remember being five days, five days of going through the worst withdrawals of my life. And then we uh, flew back home to Australia. I mean, flew from Australia back to the States. And I had ended up scoring a bunch of crap, but never told Buff. So anyway. I was about um, to say, you ended up in a wheelchair. That means somebody wasn't telling something. I'm just kidding. Buff's worrying about five days. And you're like, well, I got so much. I, I got to eat it before we leave. Dog Dr. Nicopolis from, uh, from Elvis fame was over there. Uh, the, the first batch that came through, I was like, this is all y'all got? <laughs> This ain't going to do it. <laughs> hey, and the truth is, Buff, I like, look, we got, you got to laugh at it, man. You got to laugh at it because it, it's, you do. You got to know where you were at before you can fix it, man. You yeah. Can, yeah. You yeah, got yeah. to know. And, and you got to go through some stuff because look, I, I still got some stuff that pops up, man. That wreckage of my past, you know what I mean? will pop up and, and you got to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. I used to, I used to over-medicate to not have to deal with it. I know how to get out Absolutely. of feeling like this. I'll just, I'll just find oblivion any way right. possible. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's such a pathetic existence. Uh, and I'm so, but, but you said it, it's like you get liberated. It's like you realize like, oh, I don't have to, it's like somebody helped me off this merry-go-round. And then once you get off, like you go, oh man, this is much better over here. You know? Yeah. You know, and now that I've learned, I can do that, Brian. It's now it's about what can I do next? Yeah. And what's next for me is to help Everybody I can help not go through what I went through. Man. I want to be able to look at me or whoever's like me and say, listen, bro, I can show you a lot better way to do this, man. Yeah. I can show you a logical, a lot more healthy, better way to do this instead of you spending the next 20 years of your life Ooh. juggling doctors, juggling pharmacies, and juggling with your life. Yeah. I can show you a way to do it and come out successful, rich, and and just be so yeah, much healthy more happy yeah well that's what look that's what i it turned into look and i think age has a lot to do with a lot of stuff too you know what i mean like you do come to the realization at some point like i should really stop doing this when i wake up in the morning <laughs> and have to take my pick up my grandchild from you know i don't think i had grandkids at that t then when i was using but i dang sure took my kid to school all the yeah. time P took my kids to pick up my script all the time Absolutely. look father of the year that wasn't me you know what i mean no. but but i promise you this i'm gonna try to be the best damn grandfather i've ever been you know you've ever seen because that's all i can do is from yep. here forward i can't do nothing about yesterday um yep. and so let's joke about it let's have a good time but but we move forward man and that's what that's all we got to do 
Cassio, well, you were going to say something about how awesome I was earlier, and I interrupted you. Go, go ahead. <laughs> you know, you're fantastic. <laughs> uh, here's what I want to I want to talk about. You talking because you brought up friend circle and how that has changed, and that's how your future is. Look around and see your friends. Uh, you had a great interview, by the way. Shout out to the guys over at 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff yeah. and Conrad Thompson had you on, and uh, we just saw you on there, and it was it was fantastic and good to see you. But yeah. uh, I noticed when you tweeted about it, you said, hey, he, he hadn't given up on me yet. So I wanted to ask you, what is that friend circle like? I know it might seem like a scary thing when they, you know, I'm getting sober. I'm going to lose my, my friends that I used to hang out with, and maybe I'm not as cool to some of them, so they don't want to hang out with me. So I just want to say, ask what it's like now. What is that friendship circle like, and how has those people from your past started treating you? Well, well, first of all, you know, you got to realize what you're asking is probably the very hardest thing to do. The very hardest thing to do is to re-pick who your friends are, who you're going to be hanging out with, because that's that's what we do. We find people that we're comfortable with, and, you know, misery likes company. And so you're, the drunk guys ride together, the, the guys that work out ride together in the day, guys that, you know, do drugs ride together, guys that smoke cigarettes ride together so the same thing with your friends no doubt about it it's the exact same thing and what happened to me is i was very lucky to have an incredible support team and where my support team actually started was with my niece my niece was um is somebody that's extremely special to me she was uh, young enough to thank god remember how Marcus Alexander Bagwell, what a great guy Marcus Alexander Bagwell was. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, her uncle, was, you know, my brother was is her is her father, and uh, and he just dropped the ball with Jonna, and I was there to pick it up, man. So she was kind of like my daughter, even though she's my niece. So that's where my support team started with all of this. And then when she got in with Dallas and and Steve Yu, and got together with those guys and they all dove in together my support team was already kind of built and man i saw out i saw throughout this journey that a support team is one of the most crucial things because again look around if you don't like what you're looking at you not like looking at the mirror because you're looking at yourself so when i look around it's diamond dallas page it's lex luger it's mark marrow it's steve you it's my niece it's my niece's husband it's good, solid people that are around me, man. And that's what it takes because when you go to pick up the phone, if you don't have somebody good to call, then there's going to be temptation. There's going to be all kind of stuff coming at you, man. So yeah. that immediate circle is gigantic. And I never overlooked that. I never thought to myself like, ah, oh, support team's not important. I knew it was important, but yeah. it was really vital, vital to have that it's direct support team that you had to go to because Steve, you and me have connected in a way that there's no way to explain it. He's became my best friend. He's became my brother. Yeah. He's became everything to me that somebody would want and a friend of any kind of family member. He's as close as you can get to me. We're together 15 hours a day. Yeah, every spiritual. Day. Yeah, spiritually, every direction you can go we go we talk about things that nobody else can talk to talk about because we just have it together and what i'm saying is is this, it's really hard to do but you've got to find that initial support team and if you take time to find the initial group that's right before you good things start happening 
And that's what happened with me. You just automatically, you know, Lex is there, which he's always been, but yeah. not to the capacity of how he's now. He's, he's like a, he's a force, man. He's a force. <laughs> yeah. Lex is so powerful and he's always been powerful in every category. But now the force he brings now with his religion and his spirituality is off the marks, man. I mean, this is a guy that was the total package yeah. Lex Luger and 260 with a 10 pack. He was a sure. force. Now he's a force just because of the force that he is among himself. He yeah. don't got to look like a force. He is a force. Did you, you ever see, so uh, powerful. You, you ever see so Game powerful. of Thrones? Remember the dude, the three-eyed raven that ended up being yes. the king at the end? That's Lex. Lex is it the is. king. You know what I mean? At the end, he's the wise it one. Is. And he, look, he always has been. I remember one time, oh, he probably wanted to beat me up so many times, bless his heart. <laughs> one time I was I was pilled up, of course, and we were like in a place and Lex had ordered pizza. I had ordered a pizza. It was like in Pittsburgh up on a hill. Everybody went to it. And I, was, and I, I saw a pizza come up and I saw Lex take a bite of it. Well, I thought it was my pizza. And and I was inebriated. And oh, no. so <laughs> I went to cussing everybody in the club because uh, <laughs> I was tipsy. And uh, and the guys came over and said, sir, that's his pizza. He ordered. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just went away. And, like, I, I don't think I've ever, like, looked at Lex in the eye and said, I'm sorry about that, dude. And he may not yeah. even remember it. But it is a thing. Like, like. I remember that because I was yes. wrong and I was an a-hole and I think it was, I don't think I know it was because I was inebriated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, well, I, my Lex mama didn't like, raise me Lex like that. Yeah. Lex don't like me talking about a lot of stories about him, but to me, that's what makes his transition so powerful is, you know, Lex Luger to go up and even speak to Lex Luger in the yeah. day, you, you better really be on your P's and Q's bro, because you're going to get set, Right back down in your seat real quickly. Yeah. And just being next to, to him, out with him. Being next to uh, him was humbling, right? It was a, oh, an act you know, in humility. It's I mean, you just automatically you just knew your lane and you better know it because <laughs> you're you're with the total package like yeah. Sugar. And so we're working out together one day and in this guy's I'm waiting for him to work out and I'm like going, God, come on, let's man. He, of all things, we're doing chest and try and he's stretching his hamstring. <laughs> Well, so I'm like, what is he doing? He looks so he's good. stretching his hand. He looks really he's good being, doing. <laughs> oh, he looks like a, he's like a million dollars. He's back there. He's stretching his leg, you know. And, and I'm like, what's he stretching his hamstrings for? So finally, this guy in the gym goes, "Hey, Lex," and I'm looking at Lex right here, and the guy's behind me, and I'm looking at Lex's face, and Lex looks at me, and he goes, "Are you talking to me?" <laughs> and and I'm, I'm getting lower and lower in the couch, but the guy's right back here. And I'm getting lower and lower, and Lex goes, and the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, my friends call me Lex. He goes, and you're not my friend. <laughs> and I just went, I, I got underneath yeah, the couch. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be under here if you need me. Yeah, I, I just, I, and, I'll be in the tanning bed. Like, you didn't speak to Lex unless you knew him, you know? Yeah. So it just took a, he was a very, he's a force to reckon with, man. He yeah. just was. Yes, yes, my Lord. Yes, my yes. Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start calling yeah. you Marcus for the rest of the show, just in case. No more yeah. love. I don't want to get no, the legs no. straight. <laughs> I'm all good. Dog, let's take just a second to tell everybody about Jimmy's Famous Seafood. You know our boy Buff Bagwell knows about Jimmy's Famous Seafood as well. Because all the boys that stop in Baltimore... 
they go eat at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. It's a destination place, but the best part about it is they now ship food nationwide. That's right. You can get it to your front door. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125, excluding the steamed crabs and the fresh items. All you got to do is use the code D-O-G-G. That's right. Use promo code DOG. And you get free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125. They've, of course, got the huge Maryland crab cakes, the soups, the chowders, the oysters, signature steaks as well. Plus, they've got gluten-free items. They've got it for everybody. And right now, they've even got the Mardi Gras bundle. Yeah, it is that time of year. And Jimmy's Famous Seafood's taking care of your Mardi Gras party. You can feast uh, on this. How about this Mardi Gras bundle? A quart of white rice. You get the gumbo, you get six mini blackened crab cakes, you get a king cake, you get some crawfish mac and cheese as well. They've got it all. They've got the tailgate packs, they've got the desserts as well, from top to bottom, appetizers to desserts and everything in between you can think of. Jimmy's Famous Seafood has it, my friends. Over 40 years in the business, they've been featured on diners, dine-ins, and drives, beat Bobby Flay, and more. You know about Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Maybe you haven't been able to get to Baltimore. Now, Jimmy's Famous Seafood can get to you. So one more time, go to jimmysfamousseafood.com and you'll get free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125. All you got to do is use the promo code D-O-G-G at checkout. And we thank Jimmy's Famous Seafood for sponsoring Oh, You Didn't Know. Yeah, so so what, so... <laughs> Again, that's where that's where we're at. What what do you what do you want to do, Buff? Do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 53. Okay, so am I. I'm 53 as well. Casio is is 54, Not, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, 54. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what, so what do you want to do now? What do you want to do next? What I want to do next is I want to um, I want to pay back what I have learned. I want to share with as many people as I can on a really big stage that how you can take this addiction and turn it into something very, very good in your life. And I know that I've got the tools and the platforms to, to do that. Yeah. And, you know, to get ready to do something like that, you just can't, you can't do something like that until you are a hundred percent ready. You're a hundred percent comfortable and you've got to just know what you're talking about from your heart and your soul before yeah. you do, because you're getting ready to start affecting people's lives. Yeah. But at the same time, that's a way by paying it forward is a way for yourself to stay strong and to stay sober as well, Amen. because it's just a it's a payback thing. And, you know, AA is the same kind of thing. You know, yeah. you, that the guy that started AA, Bill W., you know, he was able to help other drunks. And by helping other drunks is what kept him sober. Right. So that transition over the years is exactly what's happened with every with every single AA, NA, HA. There's cocaine anonymous, heroin anonymous. Yeah. There's every kind of anonymous now. And every one of them has, has got a good reason for being there. And all of them have got the same platform, which is yeah. helping another person yeah. do this, what you've done. Not a lot of people can say they have five months of sobriety yeah. and be honest about it. There's not many people that can do that. There's people that can say 10 years, but yeah. there's just not a lot, man. And I found that out. That means that nobody 
has figured this out yet. Yeah, Nobody sure. has. So I feel like with the tools I've been given for the first time, I feel like I can help somebody. Yeah. So why would I not want to share what I have learned to be able to stay sober, not five minutes, not five days, yeah. but for five months. Yeah. And I think by doing that, I know that it will be so self, self gratifying. It's just yeah. who don't want to help somebody who don't feel good about helping somebody yeah. every day. I try to do something that pays something positive forward. Whether it's, if it's saying hello to somebody at a gas station, Hey man, how's it going, bro? Hey, I like your car. You yeah. know, anything positive that just, that just shows that you're in a good spot, man. And that will go on from not just there, but to anybody you talk to, if you reach out and just share a few minutes of your time with somebody, even a few seconds, it's amazing how much you will get back for that. It yeah. does come back and it comes back so much more glamorous. It's unbelievable how it does come back to you. So I, I was sitting in Waffle House today with my wife and uh, we were talking about, you got money? Do you have money? I don't have any money. I didn't have any money. And I opened my wallet and it was not a dollar in my wallet. And I said, uh, I've never been happier in my life and I don't have a dollar to my name. And I really didn't. I didn't have a dollar in my pocket. I, I, look, thank God she had the credit card and we got out of there scot-free because uh, she's not very fast. And so if we were going to skedaddle, I was going to end up paying anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just threw her through the plate glass window. Um, so I for totally forgot what we were talking about. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you where we were at. I'm going I'm to finish it up because yeah, what, where, where, where it continues from here is not only do I want to do that, but at the same time, I, I'd be a complete liar to not say that I would love to be in the wrestling business yeah. still. I mean, I do signings and autographs and, and do, uh, you know, I go to shows and stuff like that. But yeah. to be able to be part of something really big again, I'd be lying to everybody in the world out there saying that I don't want to be part of that again. I yeah. do. I'm, I'm 53 years young in the wrestling business, bro. I mean, yeah. I knew years ago with coming in this business at 20 years old. Now, wrap your head around that for a second. At 20 <laughs> years old. I'm in the dressing room with Dusty Rhodes, you know, uh, Sting, Luger. Uh, I mean, it's just Ricky Steamboats, Rick Rudes. I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, just, you, it's just Van Vader's. I mean, it just goes on and on to the point you got to think, I must be kind of in the right place here. I mean, look yeah. at this, look at the locker room, right? So yeah. that feeling, that feeling is something that, of course, everybody wants again because it's so successful of a feeling. So, I would be lying if I said that I didn't say I didn't want to be part of pro wrestling again. I definitely do. I definitely would like to get back in the ring again. Um, really? And at 53, I think it's possible. But that's down the road. I'm right now. My thing is get get a hunt, stay sober, be where I'm at with yeah. my walk of sobriety and recovery. I want to pass my word along. I'm I'm starting to speaking. I start my speaking engagements next month, oh, awesome. um, and we're going to go out and have a. I want to be a keynote speaker on sobriety. Yeah. And amen. that's exactly what I'm going to do. And then from there, whatever doors may open, but I do want to dive back in the world of wrestling. If I yeah. could do anything that I want to do in pro wrestling, I would want to be somewhere where I teach younger guys. Yeah. But that's something that's way down the road. I just love pro wrestling, always have, and just want to be part of it again, some way, shape, form, or fashion. But right now, 
my whole thought and my whole drive toward everything is sobriety. Yeah. Amen. And look, if it's not the, if it's not the focus, uh, you won't stay sober. You know what I mean? Like that's what I, that's what I learned is, is once I got, I got to continue. I got to stay plugged in. Uh, I got a, a fellowship. That's what you talked about earlier with, with your, with your circle. And you got to, you, 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 you live what's put in your head, right? And so if you're putting crazy stuff in your head, you're going to live crazy. If all these people around you, like my wife, for the love of the Lord, I, I spent so long thinking, I, I didn't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I, it, it breaks my heart to say, I don't know what love is, was, and, and I treated her horribly and I can't get that back. She had my best interest at heart the whole time. You know what I mean? It's just like with you talked about God earlier. And, and look, I want to say too, I'm sure there's a lot of secular people that, that watch this or listen to this. And, and this isn't, uh, I don't want to come across as preachy, but look, I, I think Buff and I have the same uh, core beliefs. And and look, if uh, if we're wrong, when I when I get to heaven, I'll ask him. Uh, <laughs> and, and if and if y'all are right, well, you know, no big deal. Um, yeah. But 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 I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing because Georgia won the national championship, so I know prayers work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still look. I'm still alive. So I know prayers work. I, there's a song out right now by Morgan Wallen that's, uh, uh, I thought you should know. And it talks about his, the prayers that his mom's been losing sleep since 93. And, and the prayers, he wanted her to know that the prayers finally got through because things are all right now. And man, that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's what I, I, it's a joke. I joke, but it's, uh, don't worry, be happy. Uh, don't worry, be happy. Because <laughs> everything's going to be okay. And yep, man, it is. That and, was you know, and, a, that and was honestly, a crazy you know, thought. You know, Brian, as good, and you know as good as I do, and, and there's so many guys that can say this, but I can look at you guys, and, I mean, there's no doubt even you guys can agree to this. I should be dead. Oh. <laughs> I ran through a $200,000 building in my car, and don't, and I wasn't there. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I was there, but I wasn't there. And so, you know, I just, that's just one of my cat lives. I mean, it ain't something to brag on. It's embarrassing. Yeah, but it is, but it's a fact. And it's, it's your fact. experience, strength, and hope. And that's the difference. That's why somebody, you talking to me uh, about what you've been through has weight. You talking to me about something you ain't never been through, I don't give a crap what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not listening to you anymore. Blah, blah, yes. blah, blah. <laughs> So I'm really excited about the future, man. I, every Sobriety has done everything that I didn't think it was going to do. It has proven me wrong. Uh, all the things I thought I couldn't do it for, thank God, proved me wrong from sleeping to uh, in person going and do something. I went to the, the Georgia – I was at the Georgia Bulldog-Ohio State game at the, uh, the Citrus Bowl, um, and it was the Chick-fil-A Bowl, I think, right, Steve? Chick-fil-A Bowl, and man, it, we, that was really the national championship. Ohio State yeah. and Georgia, you know, 42-41, that was really, the, yeah. that was really the, the, the main event to me. But it was a great game and all that. But to do that and to remember the whole thing <laughs> and be coherent, I mean, I, 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 mean I, tried to, I tried to wrap my head around going to that game that night. And, and, and to be there and do it and go through it, it was just unbelievable that I did it was not – worrying about anything not 
being down there watching the game and wondering how I was going to get my next beer to yeah. kick in the two somas I just took. I just took, yeah. And I can't believe you it was just, just took it just, two. It, just, it was such a relief. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's liberating, right? It is. Yes. It's, it's like literally taking the handcuffs off of you. And you go like, oh, this is what you guys do? This is yeah, how y'all right. been doing it? <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is cool. I wish I yeah, was 53 when I thought about it. <laughs> but, 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 that's, but you know what I mean? That's where, that's where we're at, dude. That's and and, and that's, that's where you start, right? Where else you yep. going to start? And, and I want to yep. say this, too, because I think, look, you and I, I always remember uh, early on, Ace Ventura was was out, and and we would always do the Ace Ventura stuff. And I I'm not gonna uh, ask anybody to do it now, but I I just a great sense of humor. And a lot of people think about what oh if I get sober how will I have fun? And like it's not you don't you're still you. Uh, you're actually a better you, and you have more fun uh, and doing things that are constructive and not, not destructive. So I don't know. I just want to make sure people know that it doesn't yeah. when you stop doing dope you you uh you stop being one you know what i mean <laughs> i don't You're know exactly maybe right a, there maybe there's a t-shirt there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah jot that down both when you look back on it um and maybe not an exact moment but just a time period when do you think it started now that you can see it maybe clearer from that you know fifty thousand foot view or whatever it is when did it? I, when do you look back now? When it started getting out of control for you? I really did. It was, um, um, you know, throughout the early '90s, a great, a great leash is what I call it. Was WCW? You can't have a better leash than a great job that pays great money, <laughs> uh, and WCW was that leash. So you know, we I, we dabbled and we had pills and we took pills, but literally. I don't think I had my own prescription of pills until uh, I broke my neck. I broke my neck in April of 98. And when I did that, I remember getting Lortabs and Somas. And when I look back on that, that is definitely the start of my, my addiction. Yeah. And, um, and it, like I said, it was that leash is what kept the addiction away and kept us, you know, functioning addicts but when that set in that was actually the start of me going you know me starting to get my pills and and making sure every 30 days i had enough and whether you were short and that's when the counting and money was no problem for me or brian but at that stage uh and so it was that was not a problem but keeping up with doctors in 30 days and this pharmacy and and you know that doctor man it was just such a juggling act it just it was just brutal, but that's when mine started because the big thing with drug addicts are you want to be able to say, I'm not doing anything wrong. And that's what I was able to do because I was Buff Bagwell. I was rich. I had a mansion. I had the cars. I had my motorcycles. I was in shape to the umph degree. I had no thing that wasn't done properly. So it's time to get messed up. That's what it does. It gives you the okay, so there's no shame. You can't beat yourself up over nothing to beat yourself up over. I've, I've got it licked, I'm doing well, so I can do this and not beat myself up over it. And that's what happened with my parents. My mom was saw that I had a problem, of course, and she was like, you know, my dad was called Big Steve. She's like, Big Steve, you gotta, you gotta talk to Mark, you gotta tell him. 
He's like, what do you mean you say to him? He, he looks great. He's, he's, he's rich. He's a pro wrestler on TV. His oil changes are perfect on his cars. His motorcycles just got washed. He goes, and we work for him. <laughs> what, yeah. what do you mean say to him? You're doing what shall wrong? I, what shall I say? <laughs> what am I going to tell the kid? Yeah. So yeah, they tried to show me how much money I was spending, and that didn't work. So no. it just, it just kind of went away till finally when WCW leash was off. That's when it was wide open, man. That's when depression from WCW being gone, and independence started, man. And it just from that point on, man, it was kind of like a, a reckless, you know, train that I, I held on to the best I could, man. But it just was in and out of rehab after that. You know, I did four or five rehabs and. But this time, like Brian said, man, it was time I was ready to be sober this time. So yeah. when you're ready, that's you're never going to get sober until you're ready yourself. No matter what you're trying to do it for, money's not enough, a job's not enough, your wife is not enough, your life is not enough. <laughs> but you're but when you're ready, that is enough. And that's what it takes. And that's what it took this time. And I was ready. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Buff. Hey, I, so I, I totally forgot what I was going to say, but, but just, I'm just happy to hear your voice and happy to, I see the, you know, the, uh, sunlight of the spirit and, uh, and it's just really cool. I, I want to touch base on, on, uh, on the communicate, the as the aspect of communication. And I know a lot of young men, especially don't, don't share their feelings. Look, I, I, nowadays they're a lot better than, than they are, were in our days. Uh, I dang sure didn't talk to my dad a whole lot about how I was feeling. Um, and, and if I did, I would have probably got hit or something. Uh, but that's just, that's just, it was the eighties. They were rough then. Uh, but, but, but like, I, I you know, so, so now, we're, we're getting to talk about uh, mental health. We're getting to talk about, and I think people are scared to talk about their feelings, to be quite honest with you, because that's all therapy is, right? Is, 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 and now you got everybody telling you, you should go to therapy. I told my daughter, you should go to therapy. Like it's, it's what it does is, is it's an opportunity. And I would imagine, Buff, that this is what uh, Steve, you, I think you were calling him, uh, does for you. It's communication, man. And it's not just me communicating inside my head. It's having a sounding board that when I go, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, they go, well, that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So you should, you know what I mean? And, and, and so to have that communication is the key, not to lock Priceless. everything up inside. Yeah. Communication is absolutely the key. And that was always my biggest thing was, man, you got to talk about it. You just got to. The yeah. people that hold it in, that's that's so it's so bad to do. It's no different, Brian, than you used to go to the doctor. And the last thing you would tell the doctor is something about um, don't give me any pain pills because I'm hooked on those. You're not going to you're not going to tell on yourself because you're there to try to get pain pills. <laughs> right. But right. What, what you do, what you do when you really are trying to be a good person is you do lay it out there. Yeah. You lay it out there like, hey, bro, here here's what I'm feeling today. I, I'm I'm overwhelmed today, Steve. I need to, I need to talk about it yeah. and we'll sit down and we will talk about why I'm feeling overwhelmed. And that is priceless, man. But you yeah. hear me if you haven't heard me say anything. You do need to talk because exactly what you said a minute ago about opposite Dallas page used to tell me, he goes, listen, man, do me a favor. I go, what? He goes, 
when you feel like you're getting ready to do something and you're focusing in on what you're doing and you finally decide exactly what you're going to do, he goes, do the opposite. <laughs> and, and think what about a it. Kick, what a kick in the niggity niggity niz. I mean, a, a chick, I mean, right yeah. in the teeth, man. Yeah. And you just but, go but like, he, but he's right. He's 100% right. <laughs> do the opposite, bad yeah. Yeah, and that's look. That's a that's hard to accept. That, uh, but again, look, fifty-three-year-old Southern gentleman. Uh, we're learning how to share our feelings. First, we're learning that it's okay to do that. Then we're learning, like, oh, can I talk to everybody about that? Is it cool? Yeah. To, you know what I mean? So it's a it's a whole new way of living uh, my life with open, honest communication. Um, it's very foreign to me, but it's very but it also, key. But it also keeps you accountable. Yeah, amen. It keeps yeah. you, it keeps it, me accountable to know, hey, here I am. Here's what I'm feeling, and here's what's going on. Because that keeps me accountable. Now, I don't do it for that reason. I do it because I want to communicate, and I know I will be a better person if I share what's going on with me. But what comes out of it is, is a better life. All right, by now, guys, you know, I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash, and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back, or one day we want to upgrade to hardwood floors, or remodel the kitchen, or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. Conradreviews.com. You'll see more than a 1,000 five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you can get a lower monthly payment, 
pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And, and uh, like we circle all the way back because we didn't know this kind of life was available to guys like us. And, uh, and, and look, that's partly because we will hold our feelings in and not talk to anybody. And, and, uh, man, I've been married 26 years, just started talking to my wife. Turns out <laughs> she's like, turns out like she's got ideas and stuff too. Yeah. Feelings and like, holy mackerel, you've been there the whole time. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and I want to drag cool, my, right? I want to drag myself out in the street and beat the crap out of myself for doing that. You know what I mean? But that's not going to get us anywhere either. No. So, so what can I do? And this is what I can do is I can talk to you uh, about recovery, about, uh, you know, communication, open, yes. honest communication amongst dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and, it's, and let it's me, okay. And let, me, and let me, let me also share in the hardest business in the world to be open in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's what I, mean, I was going to ask I mean, you, uh, you got sober and then you had to go back out and do the signings and stuff. How was that for you? Was it tricky it, or the first, the first, very first, the very first uh, week out of rehab was, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. And <laughs> I got my 30 day chip in Alaska and Anchorage, no way. Alaska. That's yeah. a cool story, so man. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget that thirty-day yeah. trip because I got in Anchorage, but um, and then Dallas Page picked me up for my AA meeting. <laughs> so I'll never forget that one. But uh, but but man, right out of the gate, right off the bat, man, was a big long flight to Anchorage, and my oh, biggest yeah. trigger is airplanes, man. Airplanes, I, man. I used airport. to stay. I, I've never been sober on a flight in my life. <laughs> so here I, I am I'm, having to fly to Anchorage. I'm with you, man. That's a big thing for me too. And it's a look one time since I've been sober, my, my granddaughter who's six now, she was two at the time and, and she had a, an accident, her renal valve uh, busted. And so one of her kidneys that she was like two years old and I'm leaving to go on the road and she's in the hospital with a tube down her throat and Jeez. tape over her eyes with a, you know what I mean? Like it almost, and so anyway, I went to the airport from that hospital room and I sat down and I thought, I know exactly what to do to not feel like this anymore. And I called somebody. I didn't act on it. I'd called somebody and they, and, and it was like, yeah, that was stupid. Why was I thinking that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, right. that's where my first thought went. Wait, you called somebody that's where our first thought yeah, goes. Yes. I called somebody but to, to, to say, hey, man, I just thought about going to the bar and getting hammered. And, and, and it, we talked about it. Well, what are you get? You're going to get fired from your job when you don't make it, right? You're going to get, you know what I mean? And we talked it through. And yeah, yeah it's just, uh, it's just, uh, it, get it outside your own head because inside yes. here is crazy. Yes. <laughs> it's a crazy neighborhood. And so if I don't get stuff outside there and let other people hear it, I may be telling myself it's the will of God and do going on about my business and doing go. getting off on the wrong exit. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, that open communication, man, is key. Casio, well, what you got? Well, first of all, I, I just realized me and you, dog, uh, we should come back. We should be the American whales, is what me and you should be. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. American whales. American whales. I want to see the American whales. whales. <laughs> the graphic is like the whales making a heart. You know what I mean? 
We'll get an airbrush like at the beach. That's hey, what we're doing that's another there. T-shirt right there. American <laughs> whales. I love well, that. So how how's the knee? How are you physically? I know you said you want to get back in that wrestling business. Where is that compared to your? I just got well? great. I just had great great news yesterday. Uh, when they first looked at everything out of out of rehab, uh, and keep in mind, I I dove into my addiction because of the knee. So coming out of rehab, you know, I really wanted to hear something really good and something new. And out of the gate, it was kind of bad news at first because the wounds looked so bad. And and we just were on it. We were on basically just getting the wounds healed. And then from there, we would see. Well, we progressed now over the last three months of the wounds are like about a month away. Two are completely gone and two got about a month left. And we just had a doctor's appointment yesterday that he did tell us that the first proceed, the first steps were going to be get rid of the wounds. The second step was going to be having to put a medicated rod in my leg. Whoa. Yeah. What and the third step. If I don't know about knee, that. <laughs> yeah. The third step was a knee replacement. So that was the steps. And I was out of rehab. Now I was extremely depressed. And I was like, oh, my God, a rod? I mean, and they called it a spacer, but it was a rod. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, oh. you got to be kidding. So I tried to look on the bright side of it, and I said, you know, I said, I think I don't see why Mark Bagwell, the Mark Bagwell that I know, why I can't skip that second step. Why do we got to put a rod in my leg? So I didn't really tell nobody that, but I just held on to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, fast forward, fast forward a couple of months is yesterday. And I go in and uh, the doctor's talking to me and the wounds are almost healed. And he goes, look, man, he goes, I think he goes, we got to draw some blood out today. And if you don't have infection in your knee, he goes, we can go to the knee replacement. And I was like, yes. You know, but I didn't say no. that. I was just like inside. I was like, yes. So I said, okay, now what if there is infection in my knee? He goes, if there is infection in your knee, then we do got to put a spacer in there of a medicated spacer, but it won't be a rod. It will be a, a one that you can bend your knee. Yeah. I don't have, I have, I don't have much range of motion in my knee. It's like, I do have range of motion, but not much. Yeah. And anyway, he goes, it'll right? be like that, but it'll be a medicated movement thing but it won't be a rod then they take the rod out and then they do the knee replacement once they know the infection is totally gone so tomorrow morning at 10 30 i go in and they get up they draw out a syringe of blood out of my knee seven to ten days from tomorrow i find out is there infection or not if there's not infection i'm a knee replacement away from life again Oh, amen. That, amen. Hey, yeah. who do you who do you know that has new knees? My my niece's uh my niece's husband's father had one that started me on this journey right now of getting yeah. the right doctors, which led me to DDPY's doctors. But the first doctor I went to was just to just to break the ice, get something going. And knee replacements have become like hip replacements now. Yeah. They become like, you know, uh Ed, which is Chip's uh, father, three weeks after a knee replacement, he was playing golf. Yeah, wow. yeah. Terry Taylor yeah, had, had both knees done, and he he swears it's changed his life. And so I see yeah, that, I, and I, that's you, that, that's not what you used to hear with knees. Yeah, mm. hips were like that, but not knees. So now knees have kind of bumped it up. So man, 
if this one test comes back where there's no infection in my knee, I'm literally a few months away yeah. from starting a journey of getting back in the ring. Amen. And that's, look, I document that son of a gun too. Brought to you by hey. Cheez-Its. <laughs> hey, I, there's a camera on me when I'm going to the bathroom here, brother. <laughs> well, well, they probably should keep that on you. They should probably still good keep, reason. keep it. Yeah, keep it on me too. Uh, don't worry, I'll pee for you. I don't want you to pee for me, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Buff, what, what? Look, what a great time uh, we, we had. I wish, looking again, I wish I wouldn't have been high all the time. You know what I mean? But but I was. And so that's that. And now, yeah, I wouldn't pilot, take, I don't, I, I don't take, I don't regret none of it, man. It no. all have everything happens for a reason. Amen. And the bottom line is we had an absolute blast. <laughs> There's nobody that can look back on what we did and not go, man, that was so much fun. Yeah. Now, what we did out of it by not having the right balance, yeah. we made some mistakes, but we still would not go back and regret what we did and how much fun we had, man. It was yeah. off the charts. We did not stop laughing the entire time being together, bro. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's time. the truth. Yeah, and it was just truth. a funny, and of all things, I was going to tell you, Slick wanted me to tell you, hey, Oh, bro. yes. How is he doing? We just laughed for an hour straight before <laughs> I came on this show. <laughs> I mean, all we I'm do, so he's jealous. the funniest. He's that guy you meet. Used to, he used to live in my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't stop laughing, bro. Man, do you know who he's talking about, Casio? Slick, the referee? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jared he was, speaks fondly of him as oh, well. Oh, he's so. such a great guy, man, on the line. Hey, Jared, Jared's who stole him from me. Yeah, yes, he oh, sure really? did. Oh, <laughs> really? That was my boy. I got Johnson in the in the business. He's at home at my house, you know, living in me, living with me, just a boat full of talent. He didn't know yeah. what to do, man. He yeah. just didn't know what to do. And Bischoff came to us one day and goes, "Hey, man, y'all got anybody that can be like the NWO referee?" And I was like, "I live with him." <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy lives with me, yeah. and he's in incredible shape. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah. The next day, he was the NWO ref, and then Jarrett. Jarrett and him started being buddies, and man, Jarrett stole him, and he was a great steal, though. It was like stealing my girlfriend. It was. It was he, he Jeff stole your male rat. Dude. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. Um, <laughs> look, the American whales, for sure. We're going to make a T-shirt yeah. for that. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, we can go against the American males on Buff's tag team match. We can do <laughs> that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Get it hey, J- hey, Buff, Jeff's 55, Jeff Jarrett. And, I know, and bro. Look at the, he's in great shape right now, killing man. It. And killing it. Yeah, yeah, he's, so. called, he's called me a couple of times, and you know how tight you and Jeff were. Yeah. And, and Jeff always, he always, again, he saw the Mark Bagwell that a lot of guys didn't see, Brian. Yep. And and I respect that, and I thank you guys so much for, for do seeing the Mark Bagwell that the other guys just kind of, you know, heard some rumors and judged me a certain way, but yeah. you guys actually knew me yeah. and knew the stuff you were hearing wasn't as bad as it, as true as it was. Yeah, of course, of course. And look, that's sad but true. That's the way of the world, yes. right? It's clicking it and it's and it's and there's there's groups and there's politics and all, all of the above. And so, right, wrong, or indifferent, we damn sure had a good time. That's for sure. <laughs> Wouldn't take it back for the world. No, not in a million years. What were you going to say, Cassio? Well, I wanted to say we brought him up a couple times, and, uh, you know, uh, Donald <clears throat> Dallas Page, he gets some grief, he gets some jokes sometimes, 
uh, but he has literally changed people's life. And yeah, uh, for the you better. Know, I, I had to roast him at the, the match, and I had to apologize after. He's like, man, I've heard everything you can possibly throw at me. Uh, but he's just that guy that has the best attitude you could ever find. Yeah. And so I wanted to give you a chance, since you brought him up a couple times, just brag on him and talk about how much he has changed your life. Well, you know, Dallas, man, we go back. you got to realize we go back to rookie of the year against each other. He was 36. Wow. I was 20. So, but, but rookie of the year, and I'm like, man, if this old guy beats me at, 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 at rookie of the year, I'm going to kill myself, you know? Well, fa fast forward, me and Dallas become great friends and we were in the same, we were in the business together and we knew we were two of the kind because we were two of the guys that like cared about fans and would sign, would sign eight by tens and take time with autographs. And Dallas was like that too. And he was pretty amazed that, somebody like me, a younger guy was, was really into his fans like I was. So we really hit it off from the start and Dallas always loved me. But the, the simple facts about Dallas is real easy. He got rich in two things that not one person that everybody told him wasn't going to do it in. Yeah. And he got rich in wrestling with everybody telling him you can't do this. And I mean, everybody. Yeah. And then he got rich in yoga something that <laughs> me and lex luger stood outside the ring and heckled him about we were yeah. like you are an idiot what are you doing and he turned those both those around and not just was successful he got rich off both of them and now he saves people's lives lives <laughs> and, and and gets a reward from it it's unbelievable yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable i mean all you got to do is watch that one arthur video Yes. And now there's a hundred of those videos yeah. that, that people these save lives. Yeah. There's a life that gets saved in this PC almost every day because of DDPY. Yeah. That's and that's the truth, man. And look, that's what you know. My mom used to say, you can "Never be closer to God if you're doing something for somebody else." You get outside yourself and you do something for somebody else. And that's what he's been doing for two decades now. Yes. And, and I think it's funny that you were heckling him because, like, look, he probably just put his leg up behind his head and turned around and said, I'm, I'm counting my money. You know what I mean? But, but, but <laughs> yeah. truth, truth be told, he, he was a visionary. You know what I mean? And, and, and his positivity, and I don't know, man, he's, he's bottled it up nicely and it smells good and it, uh, it smells like money. It does. He's done a great job at it. And like I said, and what he's done with all of it by just being a great person yeah. and everybody around him, he don't have employees. He has yeah. family members. Well, he was, if he was phony, it would have, he, people would have seen through it already, but they know yes. it's, he's the real deal. He's genuine. Yes. He really is saving people's lives and really helping people. And, and, and they see that and, and that makes him more attractive. You know what yeah, I mean? Just think so, about going, going along with making it in WCW or making it in the wrestling business and no, everybody told him no. Yeah. Making it in yoga, and everybody told him he was crazy. And then trying to save Jake the Snake Roberts' life. Wow. Hey, that's a full-time I mean, job right there. That's three strikes, and you're out in any other <laughs> world, except it was three home runs, and he did it all. So his, his, his resume just speaks for itself. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. And look, he's rich in so many ways, uh, and not just monetarily, like because he is rewarded. And I know he he feels that, even though that's not why he does what he does. Uh, it's out of the goodness of his heart, man. And you said it. Yes, he's accomplished some things that people said were impossible, and so that yeah. goes to show you that nothing's impossible, man. It's mind yeah. over matter, and it's about choices. You know, we talked about it's it's until you're ready, but you also talked about we didn't know that was too, you know out there for us. So if we we, uh, as a as a generation of lug nuts that kind of went through it all, can can be uh, you know voice their their experience, strength, and hope. Maybe some people don't have to go through it like that. I, I pray that that works that way. You know what I mean? That's where I come in, right there. That's where I come in, and I'm excited about it. And I'm I'm just I just have got to where I know that I can save lives, and I'm going to. Amen. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go with that one right there because that was a cool outline. And and look, I believe you, Buff. I believe you. You can. You got the platforms, and you're Buff the stuff Bagwell. That matters. You know what I mean? Yes. Just like it mattered when you landed in such and such, and the guy picked you up and said, "I got this. I know a guy we can get this." It matters now to people who want to hear the good. You know what I mean? Yes. And and that's where you're at right now, and it's so inspiring and so motivating. Uh, I'm just, I just thank God that you came on here with us today, man. And I'm and just, I want, you know what I would like to do if you have one minute, uh, yes. I'd like for we to do a thing on here called the thankful minute. And I'd like to give my minute to you. I usually just Bogart and just steal the whole <laughs> minute and not let Casio share, but the whole minute is going to go to you. Uh, just things you're thankful for. First off, before we start the timer, I, I do, I do want to say wrestling fans are very supportive uh, and so I want to make sure, how can they support Marcus Bagwell? Uh, follow you on the socials as well, but how can they support you right now? Cameos, I know, is a thing in your life. What else is going on? Well, the, be the best way to get in touch with me is real simple. Is go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com. If you go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com, you can go to all my platforms. You can go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that cameos, all that stuff. So just go to MarcusBuffBagel.com, man, and you can find Buff Daddy. <laughs> look, I speak for a lot of us. I hope to be there when you're in the ring with that top hat on again, man. I'll, I'll be raising the roof with you, brother, cheering it on, man. This has been fantastic. And, yeah. yes, we're ending the show with a thankful minute. I don't know if our producer's ready, but if he is, we put 60 seconds on the clock, Buff, and you can say thanks for anything you want to, Marcus, are you ready? Start the clock, brother. Okay. First of all, I'm thankful for God, man. I'm thankful for God just because without him, to me, there's there's no other way. Uh, I'm thankful for Diamond Dallas Page. I'm thankful for everything DDPY has done. I'm thankful for my niece, Jonna. I'm thankful for her family. Uh, that's really, really kept me really dialed in to, to what I'm shooting for with family that just really showed me her children and, and the birth of her child. And that's been a big deal to me with John and family. Steve, you has been a huge part to my whole success of sobriety and recovery. He's been the whole, he's been the whole Yoda behind my <laughs> success and, and thank God for him. Um, you know, my, my family, my family, even though it's been a rocky road a long time, me and my father are now talking again and that's All a great right. thing. And me and my brothers are talking again, too. I'm very thankful for that. Family is a big deal. Amen. That's what I mean. Amen, man. Awesome, Look man. at you. It's like old school. That's that's one take. Right on time. <laughs> We're booking the towns. 
<laughs> He's coming. Buff the stuff's coming to Columbus, Georgia, baby. Hey, look, hey. you're a legend. I'm from Gadsden. To this day, right down the road is Albertville, Alabama. You're going to think I'm making it up. I should take a picture. <laughs> no, you're not, because I've wrestled there right by Boaz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They have the wooden sign <laughs> that they've spray-painted Buff Bagwell this weekend and Midget Wrestling next weekend, <laughs> and they never take it down, dog. They never it's take a, it down. No, it's got there's a, a chance he's going to It's got a flashlight on it. <laughs> it does. It's got a flashlight. Uh, hey, Boaz, baby, Mickey Henry. Look, Mickey I'll, Henry. I'll, I'll shout out Mickey Henry on my podcast. I got no you, problem you doing think it. I'm embarrassed to shout out Mickey Henry the hammer? <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, Buff. The hammer, I, I, baby. I know, I know you got to go. I yes. just want to. I just want to say thanks so much, man, for yeah. for coming on here and for sharing your positivity and and just. I know the world is is a better place with a sober Marcus Alexander Bagwell in it. Uh, and so again, I I I'm proud of you, dude. And and I'm I can't thank you enough for coming on here and spending your hard. Man, I, I really enjoy. I was really excited about it, and thank you guys so much for letting me just come on and just talk to you guys a little bit and just tell everybody where I'm at, man. Thanks so yeah. much. Amen. All right, Cassio, I don't know how to do this. so Follow, just... like, subscribe. Let us know what you thought about it. Follow uh, Marcus Bagwell on social media. Tell him thank you for coming on and sharing his story Amen. with us today. Both we thank you. Dog, it was fun. My man, I think it was everything we wanted and more. As soon as we heard, Indeed. we could get buff the stuff on the show today. So Amen. We appreciate it, everybody. Go follow us online. And look, if you didn't like today's show, we got two words for you. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you laugh like that? <laughs>